welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners who are actively relaunching to make sure to register and upload your resume to our I Relaunch job board. Employers looking to hire relaunchers regularly peruse our job board for candidates for their career reentry jobs and programs. All right, on to our conversation for today. Today, we welcome Heather Black, the founder and CEO of Supermums. In 2010, Heather became an accidental Salesforce admin for her nonprofit and loved it so much that in 2012, she decided to upskill as a Salesforce consultant, helping other nonprofits to implement a CRM. And we'll talk about what that is. She realized her career path could work for other mothers and other people. So she launched Supermoms in 2016 to bring more women into the sector. Heather has overseen over 700 Salesforce projects and now enjoys upskilling talent in Salesforce consultancy and coaching skills. In this episode, we speak with Heather about Salesforce administration and the doors it can open for relaunchers. Heather, welcome to 321i Relaunch. Hi, Carol. Delighted to be here and so excited that we share so many common traits to help people back to work. So really looking forward to sharing more today. Yes, absolutely. And maybe before we even start, um, can you define for us what a CRM is and what what is Salesforce? Absolutely. So a CRM is a client relationship management system. And I got involved in Salesforce because I was running a nonprofit at the time and needed a, a database effectively is another word for CRM where I could manage all my customers, the donations, the volunteers, the clients. And so it's it's effectively a database that, database that holds all of your customer information and allows you to understand where they are in your customer journey. And Salesforce as a product is the number one CRM product globally. Excellent. Thank you for that background because for all of you listening, um, not everyone knows what a CRM is. Not everyone knows what Salesforce is. So it's a great way to set the context for our conversation. So I, in the introduction, I talked a, a little bit about your background and how you ended up founding Supermoms. But I wanted to know if you can tell us about that beginning part where you had to learn how to do Salesforce yourself. And did you feel intimidated and how did you even figure out where to start and and just understand what it was and then get so proficient in it <laughs> okay absolutely so I'll let you into a little secret I sat looking and wondering what Salesforce was for a good four years before I started using it <laughs> and I was like mm-hmm. had never used a CRM before in previous businesses that I'd worked in um, and then ran a small non-profit so we used a spreadsheet right you know and we kept information on a spreadsheet and thought well, what is Salesforce and somebody said you can get it free for a non-profit so I downloaded it mm-hmm. and then still sort of looked at it a bit dazed and confused and what really helped for me was seeing how other people used it so I spent that time meeting people who were using it and that was a light bulb moment I was like oh my god I get it so at Supermums now we run discovery sessions because people want to see what it can do and we we also share it as part of a five-day challenge where they can really get an inside look as to okay this is what it is now I get it so we provide that intel because that was for me the light bulb moment Mm -hmm. um so when I 
discovered all it could do for my organization I was a bit blown away I was like oh my god this would be amazing why didn't I start doing it years ago and I booked myself onto a Salesforce admin course um, which Salesforce ran at the time and um, just really got my head around how it worked and what it could do and what was amazing about Salesforce as a product and how you manipulate it is it's it's using clicks not code fundamentally you can use and customize it a lot using clicks and if I talk about clicks maybe in another language if you were building yourself a, a, a website for example on WordPress you can use clicks a lot to build things and so you don't need a technical background um, I will talk about some of the skills and traits that are useful further on in our conversation today. But I was like, oh, I really get this. I really like it. I like sort of building out the system to manage my sales line or to manage my fundraising and to manage our service delivery. And I could suddenly have this big, big brother view of our organization because my nonprofit went from four staff to 40 staff in a year. We'd won this massive lot of contracts, which is why I was like, oh my gosh, I need something. And we actually had mm-hmm. 10,000 clients. It was a career coaching company go through our database. So obviously I needed something that was going to hold all this information. And so it provided that big brother view of all our business analytics and what it could do so I really enjoyed learning how to build out the system to help my nonprofit perform better, to understand where it was at, um, you know, to understand how the team were doing and to make sure that we're on track. And that made me really appreciate the value that it could offer to another, other nonprofits and other businesses. And I wanted to then mm-hmm. tell the world about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, wait, you said one thing I want to make sure our listeners understand. Can you, you said made a reference to clicks. Mm. Is what is, can you just tell us what that means in a little more detail? Yeah. So clicks versus code is, I think a lot of people feel when it comes to a technical solution you're building that you need to understand code, which is like mathematical language and programming. And with clicks, it's like I click here and I can move this here. So if you imagine like a, um, you know, a a website or something, and you want to move a picture to one side to the other, you can just click it and drag it. Um, And so clicks is where you don't need to have technical mathematic programming in order to build a database, neither to to, to grow it. And I was like, oh, you know, I never, ever imagined in a million years that this could be a career that I would do, you know, all that time sat at university wondering what am I going to do with my life? I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I stumbled across this, but I also spent a bit of time learning about it and suddenly realizing, okay, actually it is something I could do. So it is something we all have to, you know, we have to dip our toe in the water to just learn about it properly to go, Mm. And I, obviously, I didn't think about it as a career option for myself to start with. I can talk about that next as to why, you know, why I suddenly sort of thought, okay, well, I'll do that instead of running a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, so that's very helpful. Thank you. But I'd like to get into that about why it, how it can become a career path. Uh, and I guess I also want to say with the Super Moms um, title, and we're talking about women and mothers, can you talk about, um, are there people who are not parents and who are not women who are part of your uh, community who and take your courses? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so after I had sort of built the database um, and, org- and my organization had done exceptionally well and we'd grown massively, um, there had been some political changes in the UK which affected our funding. So I actually found myself without a profitable business anymore and it suddenly really collapsed, you know, because of mm. political changes in the UK. And I was planning to start a family. So I was at 
like many of you will resonate with listening to this show going gosh what am I going to do next I've lost my business effectively I want to have a kid so I don't want to go and get a job or anything that isn't flexible I'm used to having a good salary level so I was like what can I do and obviously you you look at sort of things of going well I enjoy this or enjoy that or you know you, you're suddenly back to being almost back at end of school and college and going well mm. how do I try mm-hmm. things so that's why at Supermums we provide um, a free free career counseling and support up front or career guidance around it to really just help have somebody to talk to to go could I do this or not and we do a five-day challenge because you have to educate people about what it can be and what it can offer and absolutely going back to your point Carol we you know Supermums accidentally went global because of our success and and the package of support we put together for people and we've had dads on the program non-parents on the program and they all feel very passionate about our Supermums mission and that it is about helping parents achieve more earn more have flexible careers etc um, but equally they feel very included in in the course and the cohorts that they they are part of so I feel very proud that we are able to be inclusive and supportive to everybody that does the program that's great thank you um and tell us a little bit more about like what is a career path in salesforce and when you how much do you have to know about it and how far do you have to get in the training before you can take the first step in that career so with um with salesforce in terms of it being a good career choice you'd want to be um doing the Salesforce administration course as your foundation course because it kind of gives you the basic fundamentals of what it what it does how it works um and where you can sort of go next with it so we encourage everybody to start with that sort of basic course in terms of the career opportunities beyond that there are so many different career paths you could take um and the growth and the job opportunities are massive because Salesforce as I say, it's been the number one CRM actually for over eight years now, and it's continued to grow. It's overtaking all of its other competitors and has been for quite a few years, which has led us to a point where there's a tap, a gap in talent. And I found this back in 2015 and I was like, heck, you know, we're going to struggle because I was running my consultancy and really struggling to hire. So back then it was a, a, a pressure point. Now it's even more, it's a critical pressure point because there still isn't enough talent. And so our job and my job every day is going, hey guys, waving my hands, going, there's loads of amazing jobs here with great salaries. Like, please just come and learn about it because we need more people in this sector. And it's the career opportunities raft, you know, I've talked about clicks and code, but seriously, there's roles that are not involving building a database at all. So if I talk through the life cycle of a project um, or a Salesforce implementation, a better word of it, why does a company need Salesforce in the first place? Well, it will have sales processes or customer service processes that it's trying to manage data of their customers and customer handling so you know how do I call somebody when do I call them what did I email them etc so some of the roles in the Salesforce career um, are BA roles or business analyst roles and as a business analyst um, you would go into an organization and basically sit with them for a day two days three days depending on how many teams and departments you're you're working with at that point and really go through all of their business processes with them understand how they engage with a customer each day talk to them can be a little bit like a counseling session because people are like oh Hmm. this really frustrates me and this doesn't work but what you can do 
solve their problem for them because you're like okay that's a frustration brilliant well salesforce could do xyz for you and so what you're doing is listening to all their processes listening to all their uh, gaps and challenges and then proposing where salesforce um, could improve that process for them and then what you come away with is a set of requirements which then get built by another team for example and I'll move on to that team in a moment in terms of those job roles so a BA um, business analyst talks to people all day and then writes down what they've talked about and gets more excited about all these fantastic solutions so it's a really rewarding job Um, that's my favorite job to be honest <laughs> it's kind of doing all that you know really understanding because you learn so much you learn so much about the organizations you work with and you know how different industries and customer groups work it's fantastic um, but again as I say you're solving problems which is really nice sweet spot because you're getting them in, happy you're making them happy um, at the end of it um, and then as I say you take that to the technical team which is where as I say, you might sit as a Salesforce administrator or you might advance to a Salesforce developer where you do start, start learning code and that's where you can start building the system for these people and then training them in how to use it and engaging them in the same so that's where you're working with employees on implementing the solution if you like and making sure it's fit for purpose now when you've got a technical team in place you've then got a project manager that organizes the technical team because what happens is customers get so excited that they get this wish list of 120 things that they want when really they can only afford 70 right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so a project Mm -hmm. manager needs to say well brilliant but let's prioritize all these requirements and I'll tell the technical team what they should be working on what day and make sure it's finished within time and budget so other really great roles are project manager roles um, where you you love coordinating people you're that social organizer you know you like having spread spreadsheets and managing systems and and sort of liaising between the client and the technical team so they're the different raft of roles in there and again that the project manager isn't what somebody that has to build it but would highly benefit from understanding Salesforce and doing the foundation certification so we've had trainees go through the program who have gone into all of those types of job roles and they haven't had to start as a Salesforce administrator they have gone straight into a BA role or a project manager role we've even had somebody go straight into a Salesforce developer role because they did more training and just landed in that job automatically so there's a raft of roles with fantastic salary uh, potential in all of those Mm -hmm. okay so um this is really helpful I, I would say that probably the majority of our audience is thinking about how, what kind of roles can I have? How do I, how, I'm afraid that I'm going to, I'm not going to understand it. Um, how do I uh, get familiar enough in order to actually, you know, be in one of those roles? And I'm guessing there are a, a significant number of listeners who are not going to see themselves in a coding role. They're going to see themselves in one of these, not the development role, but in the BA role or in the um, project management role. So can you tell us, is there any kind of personality type or are people who come in with a certain skill set who tend to be more successful and more fearless in terms of learning what you need to learn to really dive in and 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 make a career for yourself in Salesforce? 
Yeah, it's a really great question, Carol, and definitely one we get asked a lot. Um, so if you are being hired by a company that uses Salesforce, one of the key criteria they look for is your actually your industry experience. And if you visit the Salesforce website, they operate within a whole range of industries. So finance, health, e-commerce, um, non-profits, um, you know, typical sales and marketing, obviously, and customer service are all big sort of areas. So they're actually looking to hire people with significant, like mature industry experience. So they want your past transferable skills and industry experience to bring in because it, when we we hire, we have a recruitment arm at Supermums, and if we're hiring in for consultancies, they're not really looking necessarily all your Salesforce skills and competence. They're wanting to hire based on your industry experience. Say, we you know we work with financial clients. We implement Salesforce for financial customers. So we're looking for talent, mature talent who can have proper business conversations and understand the jargon and the methods and the processes of that industry. Because I can teach you Salesforce. You know, we can teach, you can learn yourself Salesforce relatively easily. What is hard to teach people is all that industry jargon and experience. Mm-hmm. So your background, you know, for the listeners, think about your background industry experience because it, it, Salesforce pretty much covers most industries, let's face it. <laughs> there will be an industry and product that aligns with your background. Now, the other five things that I talk about, which I say, you know, what are the five things that you would need to have generally as your personality traits for working in the Salesforce arena is the first is that you love solving business problems and solutions. So, you know, if you've been that person at work going, yeah, this is really bugging me. Can I just talk through the process and could we try it a different way? Could we try and solve this? If you're that natural person that's trying to smooth out kinks in processes where you've worked previously rather than just to say grumbling about them and not doing anything, um, mm-hmm. you'll love this role because it is about solving business processes and solutions. Um, the second is that you've got to enjoy working at computers. So, you know, you've got to have that time sitting down and working on computers generally Um as a trait the third is lifelong learning um some people do our course because you know they're worried about their skills getting out of date i mean that's a reality right now if we're not keeping pace with new technology we will get outdated in the job market you can do the salesforce admin course but it doesn't stop there you will need to continue learning and enjoying learning about salesforce and its products and you'll have a thirst for that um and it's i'm always amazed at our supermum alumni that go through the course because they're getting all these trailhead points they love it they spur each other on they're getting more certifications so there's that definite thirst for lifelong learning and spending some hours in the week learning new things um the fourth is that you want to help organizations perform as i say when i sort of did Salesforce I was like oh my gosh this can really help a company understand where it's at and help it to grow and seeing a non-profit have a bigger impact or seeing a company achieve more profit or help more customers you know you've got to have that appetite to kind of feel part of a business solution because you have as a Salesforce professional you are very privileged to actually work with management teams and help shape that company to make it better it is a very um authoritative role in some way in that you are really entrenched in the business success and you're working with all the teams to make it work because we talk about Salesforce very much refer to Salesforce as being the digital HQ like it's where all your customer data is it's where every team member uses a system every day like it's the heart of the business so you've got to really enjoy feeling like you're part of that business 
And I think the fifth one is about making people happy. As I say, we quite walk into organisations where I've implemented Salesforce and they're frustrated because things aren't working properly. They can't get the stats. You know, manager can't get the stats. The staff members finding can't quite doesn't trust the data. You know, people are normally frustrated about something or other. So you go in and you give them this amazing solution and they're like, oh, my life has changed. Like literally I've had people saying I can go home to work on time, go go Mm. home to see my kids on time. You know, I can see data. I'm not worried at night about it. Um, you know, it is really a job where you make people happy every day, you know, managers through to frontline staff. And that's your job ultimately is to make them happy. So they're the five things that I think are really valuable. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. Um, I'm just thinking about your first point. That makes it such a good role for relaunchers because like I'm thinking you're talking about um, they want people who've had experience in certain fields. So, of course, uh, many of us had had experienced a certain field before career break. Um, with me, it was in finance. So I could see how coming back in and being a Salesforce administrator or another role and then working with companies that are in financial services would put me in familiar territory, but um, in a slightly different role. But I would feel like we're speaking the same language that I kind of get the industry And that would definitely give me a leg up in sort of understanding what are the particular needs of people um, in this industry for this CRM system. So very uh, relevant for for many relaunchers. Can you bring us to like day one? Let's let's say I sign up for Supermoms. You mentioned that there's this discovery thing class or some session that you go through. Let's say we go I go through that and then I'm actually signed up for day 1 on whatever the first thing is that you do when you learn Salesforce at Supermums can you tell me like what is that first day like and and what am I doing mm. so your first week so it's a a 6 month program but the first three months of it is where you're sort of in your training element, if you like, and learning, and then you go into work experience. So we kick off the session really introducing you to what you're going to be learning and engaging in over the six months and giving you that full flavor of the package, because our package is particularly tailored to returners. It's a, not just training, it's the coaching, the mentoring, the work experience, the whole support. And we have a team in the USA and we have a team in, in EMEA as well. So we have localization in terms of how we deliver. So you get to meet your trainer on the first day. You'd have a live two and a half hour training session. So we do live two and a half hour training sessions for the first, well, every week for the six months, um, because that keeps people accountable. They like to be online with people. They like to show up. We have incredible experienced trainers um, who, as I say, are local to those regions and they do a live teach. And then what they'll do after that call is be set a series of homework for that week. They'll then build out a system and learn that first competency that they've been learning about. They will complete some study and they'll also meet their one-to-one mentor that week. And the one-to-one mentor holds their hand during the six months, meets with them every week to check that they're learning what they're doing. Okay, check they get it, help them if they're not. And then they tick off a homework record to say they've completed the homework successfully. So there's that real accountability support network each week. And then they have their peer cohort group as well. Where, so they get to meet all everybody in that first week. You know, it's like the new new class coming together. So they form a WhatsApp group. They all get to know everybody. Um, and they support each other because they're all on this journey together, which is what they mm-hmm. feel is, is valuable about it as well, is they kind of get that um 
you know, they're not lonely and isolated by themselves. They're, they're doing this with other people like them. So you mentioned in passing the word trailhead earlier. And so, and this, j- just to explain to our audience that trailhead is the curriculum, right? That, that Salesforce brings people through and is, correct me if I'm wrong, cause I might be off there. And then super moms, rather than me sort of just logging on to the Salesforce trailhead system and trying to navigate on my own. Supermoms actually organizes that for me and gives me the mentor and brings me through it. Is, is that what's happening? Um, so there's trailhead is a platform where they have self-study modules. So some people study that way by themselves, but they tend to get lost and demotivated and it's very overwhelming in terms of where you could go. But we we then structure those modules into a series of modules that they can do in addition to that we also deliver the official salesforce administrator curriculum a live training course that salesforce deliver and our price of that course is a lot lower than what salesforce charge commercially um so this is live training um which is why we deliver live training every single week and we go through a much more in-depth curriculum with a dev org where they build out a system which is what the mentor oversees so we reinforce that learning three times because is we have the live training in the we teach a competency each week we do that in the live training where we show and tell we then get them to build out in their dev org where the mentor then checks it and checks they've learned it properly they then get to do a trailhead to reinforce that learning and then they'll do it in work experience at the end of the three months where they actually apply it so when they go for that job they've already developed and learned that competency four times um, whereas, you know, so they're really confident in it and they've remembered it because what happens if you just do trailhead is you've done a, a quick quiz at the end and a quick badge and then you're on to the next and people don't remember the stuff. So when they come to apply for a job and they get tested on the things, they're not that confident in it and they haven't really learned it. So ours is very much reinforced learning and practice to make sure people are confident um, in, in this because they've never used it before, right? <laughs> so it's... <laughs> It's, mm-hmm. it's really about providing much more rounded and robust learning. And um, the feedback we get from interviews when candidates go for interviews is, you know, their depth of knowledge and confidence in what they're doing is is fantastic, which is exactly where we wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you talk to us about like, what percentage of the people who start the course finish it and how you or your mentors handle it when someone gets really frustrated and feels like it's too confusing for them? Oh, definitely. Well, I'll start with the second question first, because obviously people go through this emotional learning dip, right? You know, they're on this, we, we, and we, we always talk about the learning dip because you'll start kind of very sort of excited and be like, yeah, I can do this. And then we always see a dip in people's confidence at week three because they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm learning all this new stuff and there's this little you know, dip. And quite often that's when they'll reach out and they'll have a chat with their mentor. And the mentors are fantastic because they reassure them that they all felt like this too, right? Everybody who's a Salesforce professional didn't know Salesforce when they started. Mm. And everybody's going to hit that dip of going, yes, this was new for me too. This is going to be normal. Like, you know, and then the mentor helps hold their hand up the other side as they go up the dip and sort of make sure. And that's why the one-to-one mentoring is so important because if you're training by yourself, there's nobody to pick you up (laughs) or to Mm -hmm. say. So by having a one, it's basically one hour or one and a half hours mentoring session a week on that competency, they just hold that person's hand and really support them, 
help them. We also talk a lot about learning styles because sometimes people don't get things because the way that they're trying to teach it or learn it is not quite their learning style. So on the Supermums course, we we teach in three dip in the well the whole blend of four learning styles. So it will tick somebody's boxes, which is why we say get practical. Um, we'll also encourage the mentors to be mindful of that person's learning style. So they're teaching and supporting them in the learning style that suits them. And so the mentor holds them up that the, the hill, if you like, and then they get to the top and then they get their certification. The other sort of wobble, the dip, if, if like, is when they first do work experience, because obviously they've done the study. And but then after three months, they've kind of finished their study and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be putting a real project. And then they're like, <laughs> you know, they're all really scared. And again, that's where we hold their hands. So if you imagine somebody just doing training and then going to get a job and there's nobody to hold their hand, like that would be really scary. So with the work experience, they are always working alongside an experienced Salesforce professional. They are not put into a work experience environment where they're like, I'm the only one that knows Salesforce and nobody's verifying what I'm doing is right or wrong, you know, and that's what happens is people try and go and get their own work experience sometimes if they're like a solo admin and, you know, you really want to be in a situation where somebody's overseeing and managing the work you're doing and telling you, yes, you're doing a good job and patting them on the back. So we we sort of hold their hand during work experience and make sure they get through that. We've only honestly had dropouts of the program where people have had significant health or life issues. Um, mm. That's the mm-hmm. only time people have dropped out is because of significant health or life. Or some people have said, actually, I'm, I'm, this isn't a career for me. I've chosen to do something else. Everybody has completed the course and been successful out of it. Who has wanted to be? Um, for some, it's taken slightly longer than others, maybe because of kid childcare or their confidence, which is why we introduce career coaching as well, one-to-one and group career coaching to make sure we're providing that pastoral softer support for people um, along the way. So 75% outcome is a successful outcomes for us. Um, mm, but everybody mm-hmm. gets there who wants to get there. And over the course since 2016, when I launched the programme, you know, we've introduced, as I say, more career coaching support, one-on-one group coaching um, to help people overcome that imposter syndrome, you know, get ready for interview and everything else as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Heather, we're, we're running up against the end of our time now. And I wanted to move to the question that we ask all of our podcast guests. And that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Thanks, Carol. Yes, to wrap up, I'd just say explore the option. Speak to people who work in the industry, speak to our team. Um, You know, we're not going to sell something to you that isn't right. It's a free career consultation about is this a career for me? And we can obviously talk through what we can help you with and support you with. So take time to explore. That'd be my top tip. We have um, a what is a Salesforce career page and I can give the, the share the URL with you around that. And we that have would a be five- great. That was my next question. How can people find out more about super mums? But yes, please share the, the URL. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so we have a five day challenge. You can book in a 30 minute free career consultation. Um, we set all this up to educate you and to find out more. So take 10 minutes to explore. If you go to our website at supermums.org, and that's www.supermums.org. And on our website, we have a page called What is a Salesforce Career? So you should hopefully find that link in the notes of the podcast where you can sign up to the five-day challenge. Heather, 
Thank you so much for such an informative uh, conversation, especially for our relauncher audience and for the work that you do. This is an incredible opportunity for relaunchers and you're making it so accessible for them. So uh, we we really appreciate hearing the details and, and all about the work that you're doing. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Carol. It's been a pleasure. And it's so rewarding, isn't it? Helping people relaunch their career successfully and earn more and still work flexibly. So thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. And to all of you listening, thank you for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of I Relaunch and your host. I want to remind our listeners once again who are actively relaunching to make sure to register and upload your resume to our I Relaunch job board because that's where employers who are looking to hire relaunchers for their career reentry jobs and programs are perusing so make sure that you're on it also be sure to visit irelaunch.com to access our many return to work tools and resources and to sign up for our mailing list so you can receive our weekly return to work report featuring career re-entry jobs and programs thank you so much for joining us